Hey, it's Paul Purnell here from the RPG Empire. So I have a couple of quick announcements, really quick, hopefully. Uh, first of all, we absolutely adore you. We think you are amazing, and we really are so thankful that you listen to our podcast and that you're a part of our community. And that said, we want to invite you to our uh, Discord server where you can communicate with us. You can ask questions about the stories. You can submit your own fan art and we can all go like, oh my God, I can't believe they made it look so cool or whatever we say. And then also uh, you can, you know, ask questions about running games and how that all works. So definitely hop on over there and join the community more uh, actively. We would love to have you. Um, also, the best thing you can do to support the RPG Empire, besides sending us fat stacks of cash, which we'll always accept, you know, envelopes, you can just address it right to me, um, <laughs> is uh, if you tell a friend. So 100% the best way for a podcast to grow is for people to hear about it from people they trust like you. So I know you have at least one friend. And tomorrow, I want you to go and tell them about this podcast that you're listening to right now that you love so that we can continue to grow and uh, and just really grow as a community. So that's your mission. Uh, and the final last thing to, to just request and say is if you want to support the RPG Empire with actual dollars, the best way you can do that right now is to buy our book, The Dust World RPG PBTA Quick Start Guide. It's five bucks. It's in our uh, shop on therpgempire.com. It's a super light read. It's 30 pages of fantastic layout, great art, and it teaches you everything you need to know to play a Powered by the Apocalypse game if you've never done that. Uh, maybe not everything you know. It It's brief. It's a quick start guide. But uh, it also comes with the playbooks and all the reference sheets. So we would love for you to do that and then hop in the Discord and tell us what, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. We're going to continue to uh, work on that until it's completely done. It should be around 300 pages, include a bunch of awesome manga art because we're really inspired by manga and anime. And uh, that's about it. So uh, those three things, again, were join the Discord to tell a friend, or buy the Dust World book, or do all three. We really appreciate that you listen to the podcast and that you're part of our community, and we can't wait to talk to you more in the Discord. So with all of that said, I'm going to let you get back to the show. Have a good day. Last time on Dust World Neon City. You see things like flying in the air, like being whipped around in sort of a whirlwind pattern. You can't see where it's coming from, but you see the whirlwind kind of above these market stands and like just papers and garbage and junk is just like floating around like the cow and twister just all all around this thing. I forgot to ask, what exactly are we doing again? We got to chase down Wolf. It seems that uh, Monday here decided it would be a good idea to give him some crush. And uh, it seems that he's mutated into some sort of, you know, wolf creature. And you feel this pain in your stomach? And as you're running, all of a sudden, you're like seized up. You can't run anymore. And his eyes and mouth move to your stomach. And he goes, I'll be right back. And then all of a sudden, like this huge mass of your body just falls off. It like oozes off of you. And as it hits the ground, it becomes this squid creature. And then uh, the extra tentacles kind of like just curl up underneath it so that it looks almost like a dog and it has like the weird squid eyes kind of on the side uh, moving towards where the sort of head would be and he's like this ought to be fun and he just scampers off the wolf is like kind of laying on the ground and you hear a voice coming from Miller again ouch why does everyone keep hitting me it's me I've got the wolf stop attacking me so what you hear is uh is okay that's the guy, huh? Well, I better go pick him up. He's like, starts typing, and he says, eyes on contact, send back up. Hello, I'm Paul Purnell, the DM of Dust World Neon City, an actual play podcast where we use a game, Dust World RPG, powered by the apocalypse, to tell an awesome narrative story. Roll the intro. Welcome to Neon City. It's crazy here. I'm telling you what. We got the smog's gonna choke you out. Have our cars flying at 100 miles an hour. We got radioactive light of the spires cooking your brains. We got the cutters. 
the Slices, the Mechs, and look at this guy. We got the Psychomancer, Clarence Wells. He's a pit fighter amnesiac with the power to crush you with his single thought. We got over here, Dr. Andrew Miller, the philanthropist doctor who's gonna help you out. You just come to his door with your scraped knee, he gets you sorted, but secretly he's got inside of him a parasite that wants to eat you. And over here we got his right hand man, Silent Monday. Dude don't talk, but he's got an LCD suit that pops up his thoughts with emojis and text. And he's got a sword that can cut through just about anything. And if that sounds like your cup of tea, well then you in the right place. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Dust World Neon City. So Clarence, you had just heard this guy's thoughts that he sees the suspect and he's got eyes on it and you know he's talking about you. You have one additional hold for your survey the surroundings from the last episode and I imagine that you wanted it you want to use that. I believe you wanted to do what's your best way to escape, right? We very much. Okay. So, uh I think as that's happening you feel whatever control that is keeping the wolf sedated is loosening and you think that your best way to escape is to try and use that distraction as a cover to escape. I'm going to, do I still have a mental link with silent Monday? Uh, yes. And also you think that probably your best way to create a distraction would probably be to loose the beast again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the silent Monday, you know, I don't think the people around here are necessarily the ones who are the biggest in danger. We are specifically me. Why don't we let them have a little bit of fun with the wolf too? We can't hoard it all. There's people who are after me. Oh, I see. So these men wish to arrest you, huh? Hmm, yes. Yes, they do. You know, I could get in contact with Hanzo and let him know you're a person of interest in our investigation. Perhaps that might waylay them for a bit. What do you think, Clarence? I think that would take too much time and has too much risk to it. I actually think unleashing the wolf is less risk. If he gets hurt, though, it will be on your head. You do realize that your part... You know what? I'm not going to even bring it up. Oh, there will be a reckoning for him later. For now... I, I don't know who you're talking about. I didn't say anything. I just said something. It doesn't matter. I wasn't talking about you. Yeah, so as you guys are having this conversation, uh, Tuck kind of like walks up to you, Miller, and uh, and they're like lifting, trying to carry this wolf away on probably like a, you know, they have some sort of hover stretcher thing that they've managed to get the wolf on top of and they're starting to move it. And as it's moving away, those tentacles that were like writhing on the floor have like melted into like, kind of pink pinkish goop uh <laughs> kind of like ooze from um ghostbusters and you also notice that those guys that were trying to capture wolf earlier that were in the red hazmat suits are nowhere to be seen can i uh, look around to see if i well i they're probably long gone by now right mm -hmm. yeah they after you guys started attacking the wolf they seem to have backed off okay you weren't, you weren't really paying attention because you were focused. Busy, yeah. Um, all right. Well, once they leave the scene, then I'm going to absorb um, Grin back into me. But okay. I think for now, Doc is kind of going to be like, he's going to kind of like walk over there all casual. Like he's going to be like, get, get out of the way. They'll see you to Grin or the Grin puddle, I guess. Yeah. Um, okay. So to be clear, like, sort of mechanically for your sake and also the audience. Uh, what happened is when they kept attacking the wolf, uh, because in the wolf's mouth was Grin, uh, Grin kept taking damage. And so the your like let it out manifested parasite dog took three harm and died. Um, so that's why you took three harm. Also, you have a minus one ongoing until uh, you can recover its mass 
So <laughs> you could technically like scoop all this goop up. Uh, you know, it's not going to be all oh. of it, but um, yeah. So otherwise it just has actually, to recover naturally. That actually puts me at one hell. Wow. Uh, yeah. So you're unstable and it hurts a hell of a lot. So maybe like, are they still on the scene? The, the peacekeepers? Yeah, because they want to take in Clarence. So Doc kind of looks up at the puddle of goo and his vision goes blurry and he just sort of collapses to the ground. Yeah. Would you try to move towards towards the puddle? To try- <laughs> I don't know. I guess you, you've never done this before uh, besides letting your hand kind of go off. Maybe like he falls over. Mm-hmm. And his arm kind of outstretches. It doesn't get that close, but it's sort of like his arms are kind of spread out. Yeah, and maybe you can see the like the liquid. It sort of does that ferrofluid sort of thing where the liquid itself starts like moving up and kind of like moving and reacting towards you. Uh, and I think you also hear, uh, Miller, I'm not doing so well. It seems neither you... Uh, we need more, more of me. Just, just stretch a little further. Doc, um, is kind of like inching towards, like on, on his stomach. He he painfully rolls himself over, and like every movement is agony. Just sort of like desperately trying to reach towards the ooze. Yeah, definitely. As you're doing that, peacekeepers see you and start moving in this direction. Miller or uh, Monday, you said you wanted to do something. I was just going to say that Monday would likely notice Miller stumbling there and kind of yeah, break contact with Clarence and kind of duck over and kind of lift him up there. At this point, Clarence would be free to do his plan since at this point, uh, Monday's distracted. So when you pick him up, Doc is like, uh, and he's reaching towards the ooze. I'd like to maybe say that he was like really, really close to touching it and Silent Monday just picks him up. <laughs> right at the last moment. You're like, no. Like, ah, oh. The words, time to go, are going to pop up in front of uh, Miller. Oh. And he's just incoherent, of course. So, what <laughs> uh, move do I need to do to unleash the crack in here? Uh, telekinesis. Oh, really? Did I screw it up? Oh, no, I did not. You did not. You succeeded beyond your wildest dreams. So you get two options uh, and no harm. Um, You can do two of the regular options or one powerful effect. I just kind of want to lift him up, I guess, and get him going. Yeah, sure. Okay. So, yeah, I just take off his little trapping. What does uh, this look like when you do this? Does it... Is it obvious or are you trying to be stealthy about it? A little bit stealthy about it. Your eyes flare up like uh, like that pink energy flares up in your eyes when you use uh, when you use telekinesis or like any of your powers. Your pupils like literally the black part kind of like flash pink because it's like happening inside of your brain, you know? Oh, yeah. I'm like looking away from the peacekeepers and whistling and then I kind of snap <laughs> my fingers okay. and then uh, the metal wrapping kind of comes off. Yeah, so they're like moving this thing up and then uh, M- Miller, at the same time you feel this strange sensation because it's like you can feel the wolf for a second uh, just through your infection and then all of a sudden, whatever control you had, you feel it break and it feels kind of uncomfortable for a moment and uh and you know that the wolf is about to to like not be under your control i don't think you probably noticed what clarence did but you just couldn't feel that happening um also tuck comes over and like kind of gets under your other arm he's like hey don't worry buddy we got you we can handle this no problem and he like taps you on the stomach like trying to like pat you (laughs) as like a comfort courtesy uh definitely hurts like hell yeah Doc is reaching out, still kind of incoherent. He's like, the wolf, the wolf, wolf. Yeah, we caught that guy. It was pretty crazy. I hit him with a whole mailbox. No, just listen. Danger. 
it's out of my control. Oh, uh-oh. And, uh, yeah, he looks back. I don't know. Monday, do you look back? I think Monday's going to realize that Clarence went on without him, and he's going to kind of just start moving Miller the hell out of the way and kind of warning, waving everyone else to get away there and trying to get basically pull everyone free there. He's also internally thinking, God damn it, Clarence, if he gets hurt. And then he's kind of forced to just keep moving there. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> you you and Tuck have Miller like uh, like that one. Two really, movie, two really um, strong characters just deadlifting this guy. No problem. Yeah. Weekend to uh, Bernie's. Weekend to Bernie's. Exactly. You're <laughs> no. weekend to burning Doc, Doc Miller. And uh, and Tuck's like, uh oh. And he starts like walking faster and faster until he's like almost running away. And Clarence kind of uh, waltzes behind them and then kind of uh, starts jogging and sprinting. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys make it around the corner. This is so funny. Um, And you definitely hear like a really loud howl and then things smashing and then like laser fire and sirens and all that sort of thing. Uh, Also, the um, the peacekeepers that were coming to like help Miller out, like saw you guys walking off and they're like, that's weird. But then the howl happened and things just flew and hit them and they were definitely distracted. Uh, You guys make away from here with no problem. Um, On the upside, Silent Monday did say that he snuck a tracker on the guy. So at least there's that. Um, Yeah, you guys haul ass. You are away from there. Miller is literally like dying in your arms, though. And I think Monday, you you've seen enough like really rough people, you can tell that he is he is doing very, very bad. Were there any medics on the scene? Uh, there were, but they're now definitely focused on not getting killed. Next question is, how far away is Patch's Dream Cafe from here? Um, I think you can get there pretty quickly. Also, you guys' uh, house is not that far from here because you can walk to that bar from your house. Right. I think we'll stop by Patches real quick. He's going to message Patches uh, on the way there. Yeah, I would say Patches is definitely further away than your house is. Oh. Uh, but you can go to Patches if you want to. Well, it's a question of will Miller be in any shape to patch himself up in our apartment? At yeah, the moment? I would say no. But uh, Clarence has high mind and Miller has uh, medical supplies. So you could get, spend a medical supply to get a plus one to uh, the healing move. Or we could go to Patches. Or you can go to Patches. So you guys make it, uh, you you text him, what do you say to Patches? So, the wolf got away. We're going to let the police handle him, because Miller, unfortunately, got himself hurt. I don't know how, but uh, it's pretty bad. Uh, He texts you back, uh, no problem, I'll prep a table. So then you guys head straight there. Yeah. Well, I mean, Doc doesn't have any say over where they go. I think right? I'm pretty sure that uh, in the same token, he's going to summon a neon Uber, essentially. Yep. <laughs> neon Uber. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. So you, you get an Uber. No problem. You get there. Um, yeah. So you come to patches and uh, and basically like you go in and there's what looks like a condemned building like this floor of this building just seems like there's nothing there and as you walk in um there's like a bookcase uh through like a couple of rooms and then when you knock on the bookcase uh you hear a voice yeah so you hear this voice over the intercom hey guys what's happening oh yeah i forgot uh i'll buzz you right in so stand back and uh you hear like a click sound and then two Massive machine guns come down out of the ceiling as the door starts to open. He's like, don't worry, it's just it's just automated system. As long as I buzz you in, you're fine. I'm going to say since Monday's kind of familiar with patches, he just kind of he's kind of sitting there at ease, basically. Yeah, uh, Tuck is definitely like, holy freaking shit. What the hell? Look at those. That's definitely not legal. Hey, boss, I don't think that's legal, boss. Yeah, about as big as your guns. He's directing this at Tuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah hey man you know you you got some pretty sweet guns too my friend uh i think tuck at this point tuck is just carrying doc because 
he's he's not that heavy um, compared to Tuck's strength. So everyone goes in. You come down some stairs and then you enter into like a big room. Um, it's kind of like a basement, uh, like concrete floors and ceilings, pipes exposed above. Uh, there's no there's a bunch of like pillars, but they're just like metal uh, struts like, um, you know, every eight feet apart, like going floor to ceiling. And then there's just a bunch of tables with people laying on them and a little screen next to them and a bag of an IV. Uh, and then there's also some like more comfortable looking chairs kind of set in uh, in kind of like seating around in a circle uh, kind of all over the place as well. Um, right as you come in, there's an empty table and Patches meets you and he's like, hey, welcome to Patches. I hope you guys, oh, you guys are fucked up. Anyway, come on. I got you a table right here. Hey, what's up, Monday? Uh, Monday's going to walk so up and kind of do the, you know, kind of the hand uh, handshake thing. Like a secret handshake? Yeah. Nice. I don't know what it looks like, but it sounded awesome. <laughs> anyway, okay. Uh, yeah, they do their secret handshake, and he's like, your boy Miller looks absolutely like shit. Come on over here. And he puts, like, gets you to put him on the table. Tuck puts him on the table. Uh, it's a metal, like, sort of operating table. Um, he's like, okay, okay, let's strap him down, and uh, and we'll see what's going on. And he pulls over kind of what looks like an LCD screen, it's attached to a big arm that's attached to the ceiling. There's also some sort of like operating lights that can move around and he holds this thing up over him and you can see like his insides uh, on the screen as he's like kind of panning it over him. Um, and then you hear a voice. So this is like the automated. Um, we'll call it the angel. It's it's an AI that helps doctors. Miller actually has one in your guys's house. The subject's biomass has been reduced by 33%. He's also missing three pints of blood. Condition critical. Likelihood of death, 72%. Hello, players. It's Paul Purnell, the creative director of the RPG Empire and the keeper of Dust World RPG, as well as I play Lucas in Strangers in the Pines. I'm just here to let you know that we have just released a free one-page RPG called The Christmas Special. It's a game about playing Christmas movies, essentially. So if you love Christmas movies, you love The Grinch, you don't love Christmas, you can blast it. It's kind of up to you and the keeper, whoever's running the game, the DM. So it's really simple. You print it out, you and your friends, and you can create mayhem for Christmas, or you can save it. It's up to you. But we just released it, so if you're interested in getting that, just head on over to our website and click the download link. So that's all for now. I hope you are enjoying the show, and we'll get on with it. So back to the show. Play on. Oh man, your boy is messed up. What the heck happened? Oh, well, you know, your average Tuesday night. Who's this shrimp? <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh boy, Monday's gonna kind of stand back and see what happens here. We gotta get this guy some like serious treatment, man. I mean, I'm okay, but you know, I work more with like the synthetics. I don't really do much with the the meat bags. Um. Well, you know, if he's lost like 60% of his biomass or however minute shit is, you know, that you probably, he probably will use some, need some synthetics. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, okay, I can set the AI to go, but I think we need to try and get some actual, a doctor, you know, or take him to the hospital. I don't know. Uh, Monday's going to pop up. We just need to stabilize him. Okay, uh. I'll see what I can do. I think since you're hurting so bad, Miller, uh, you like still are suffering, you know, suffering. Uh, but go ahead and yeah. heal. Uh, I think go ahead and heal four. Um, oh. and it, because he's okay. basically like he comes and he like plugs in like some IVs with some red liquid and uh, and stim packs are essentially filled with nanites. 
Yeah, so I think after a few minutes, you start to come to and you feel like this these <laughs> this weird feeling of like being operated on. And uh, you realize you're strapped down to the table and you look down and you see like your skin around your stomach has been peeled back. And they're like the AI has sort of this pod with all of these little tiny arms that come out and they're like stitching things back together and like fixing and moving parts of your organs around. Uh, you've been numbed, but you still can like kind of feel it. And it's weird for sure. Um, Doc kind of, uh, you know, even with this numbing, he's watching it happen and he's kind of gets a, he can't look away from it. It's fascinating to him. Um, and so he kind of laughs a little bit like, uh, uh, my my insides are on my outsides. <laughs> I think after hearing that, Monday's going to kind of stare questioningly at patches. What? What do you want? Those weren't expired, were they? <laughs> you know, gotta gotta save money everywhere we can. Monday's going to kind of slap his face at this. Uh, Monday kind of has a few things he needs to do, kind of while Miller's kind of snapping out of it. But first, we need to get you cleared via Hanzo. Okay, so you're texting Hanzo? Yeah. Are you going to call him? Uh, might be a smarter idea just to make it look like he's playing around with his phone. He does trust okay. patches to a most, to kind of a most extent, but there's some things that he tries to keep out of, uh, patches out of, so to speak. Police work's yeah. one of them. Yeah, okay. So you text him. What are you texting him? So, Hanzo, uh, who put out the uh, request for the psychic? Uh, you get a text back, and it says, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Oh, well, there was an APB f uh, from some of your boys there about a certain psychic wandering about He's our contact for the project that you sent us to investigate. When I look in the Peacekeeper database, I don't see any APBs out for any psychics. Right, that seems sketchy. Um, just if it comes up, let your boys know that he's with us. Okay, send me his ID and I'll put him on your license. As a informant. Monday is going to kind of walk stiffly up to Clarence there and kind of uh, motion for like an uh, he'll pop up like a little ID card on his palm and kind of hold his hand out. Does Clarence have an ID? Uh, I would say no. I don't even know if you have a eye brace. You yeah, probably, I probably don't. I, yep. I kind of just shrug and it's like, uh... <laughs> Once again, Monday is going to do the facepalm thing. So I don't have much choice in these matters. <sighs> and then Monday is going to text uh, Anzo. So for whatever reason, Clarence, our contact, does not have an ID. I don't know why. He types back. Is he a legal entrant? Good question. Monday's going to message back. I think Monday's going to follow up with, I believe Ky er, Kaiser Rex was the one who sponsored him, as far as I know. Yeah, he texts you back. Kaiser Rex never sponsors anybody. Hmm... Interesting. And Clarence, you don't remember how you got here, but you're definitely illegal. For sure. Hell yes. <laughs> breaking the law. Breaking the law. <laughs> While you continue your text conversation, Clarence, what are you doing? You're in this weird place. Tuck is definitely walking around like poking people that are asleep. Uh, this machine is going to town on Miller, who's a bit loopy. Uh, Patches is walking around kind of ch checking and monitoring people's sedatives 
I'm going to try and get Silent Monday's attention and say, Uh, I would like to get my memories back. And I believe that we have concurrent interests. Perhaps we should work on that. That would give us some leverage against the multiple parties that seem to have it out for us tonight. Is he kind of say, uh, is Clarence saying this out loud or is he, did he like walk up to Monday who's on his phone? Yeah, I walk up to him and say this out loud. I mean, everybody else is asleep, so whatever. Well, everyone's occupied. Mm-hmm. Monday's going to kind of put down his phone and kind of make a follow me motion. Okay, I go along. Monday is kind of entering a room that he knows from working with Patches before. That's It's pretty private, you know. There's like soundproofing on it. It's, you know, decently bug-proof with how paranoid Patches is. And the text popping up is going to say, So, you want your memory back, huh? I do indeed. Are you just using us? Or Aren't you using me, if that's the case? No, I've been doing my best to look out cooperation. I've been doing my best to look out for you, same as any other friend. And friends don't let other friends end up in danger. Do you pick up what I'm laying down? You forced me to choose between Miller and Wolf. More... Hmm. I'm going to see if I can't do a memory thing. Yeah, sure. Eh. Uh, see if I remember feeling bad about controlling and giving up controlling people. Nice, 13. I do. I remember giving up on controlling people and giving up on getting into their minds and using them. That instead, it would be better if everybody was kind of allowed to have their own agency and power. And that if I interfered in that, I was no better than anybody who was going after me. And for a moment, a feeling of um, revulsion kind of crosses Clarence's face with himself. And then says, no, I'm not. I'm not trying to manipulate you. I, this, you want this thing too, right? This is a joint venture. Monday, if he could see his face, kind of adopts kind of a thoughtful look before saying, I'm only doing this for Miller's sake, really. I don't honestly care to get my memories back either way. It's kind of nice to be free from them. Okay. Listen. I swear I can be useful. If, let me put it this way. I don't know the exact details. I don't know every line and dotted I. But I do know, frankly, Silent Monday... If I was going to use you, I would do so directly. And if there's a way I can, like, move his hand, I'd like to try. And you still have one hold left over. Yeah, I'll just use that hold to, like, just make his hand jerk in an awkward way. And then I say, so... If I were really the type who just wanted to get his way, I would bypass you and your will entirely. But that's not who I am. I am trying to make myself useful. But in this case, there really wasn't... Your plan was not going to work. It wasn't, was it? You've already talked to him. Whoever your connection is, I can tell. It's not working well, is it? 
Monday, if you could kind of see him, he kind of has an unamused expression on the LED panel on his face. Since you figured this much out... Yes. For whatever reason, none of my contact's boys were the ones looking for you. That means that there's really something about my memories. And whatever I am, whatever I'm capable of, that there's a serious conspiracy afoot. Or maybe I'm just being megalomaniacal and think I'm the center of the universe. But at the same time, aren't you just a little bit curious about who I am? Because I know I am. Personally, I don't give a good goddamn who you are at this point. It must be what you know, though. They're going to this level of detail to keep you quiet. Illegally entered, unsponsored, well, or quietly sponsored, I guess would be the word. Silently, even. You're technically illegal here. We're going to have to get you some forged identification so the cops aren't constantly hunting for you. Yes. This is less than ideal. I didn't even know that people had ID cards that... <sighs> I mean, this isn't exactly up to me. I... I don't think I made these choices. They've been made for me. I don't... I'm not trying to make your choice. If, if you don't want me, I'll... I'll make my own way. Look, I'm going to help you find your memories one way or another. It's too important for that. Just... Don't... Don't do that again. My friends got hurt today. I... Most of them got hurt with nothing to do on my watch. I wasn't the one who gave that wrestler drugs. I wasn't the one who hurt I think Miller. if that Monday is going to kind of like grab him by the collar and kind of angrily kind of stare at him. Your, does, does your uh, visor flip open so he can see your eyes? Yes. Your plan wasn't going to work. Trust me. I know. I've had and hatched plenty of plans that don't work. It was going to take too much time. So as you guys are talking, you hear the sound of something thumping into the ventilation shaft above you, and you can tell it's about the size of a Pomeranian, and it starts crawling, and you can tell it's moving in a direction towards uh, the main room. Uh, what do you guys do? What the actual fuck? Um, uh, why do, why... Why do I get the sense I'm not going to like that? I think Monday is going to try and quietly poke his head into the vents and then open his visor to get a good look at whatever <laughs> this is. Sure. Okay. So survey. I do survey your surroundings. Plus one. That's an eight. Yep. Um, what is oh, about what, what to is happen? About <laughs> sure. So you look through... Uh, through this vent, and you can see about, I'll say like 10 feet away from you, uh, is something. It's really dark, uh, and you've got like, uh, you've got like black and white vision, uh, when you're like trying to use your night vision. Um, and so at first, it's just this like weird shape, and it's about the size of a Pomeranian. But as your eyes start to adjust, you realize that this thing is actually a squid. Uh, it's, it's about a football sized squid and it's like tentacles have kind of like wrapped together and are like, it's using it as legs to walk through this, uh, this ventilation. You didn't see the thing come out of him. Nope. And so Monday, you haven't seen any of the things. So all you see is this crazy squid dog thing and it's moving through the shafts in the direction of Miller and all those people. Okay, Monday is going to drop down from the ventilation shaft and book it to where it's heading. And he's going to try and cut that section of ventilation and make the squid thing drop out. Sure, do it. Uh, that? Base danger. Okay, that's a uh, 10. You do get a plus one, plus one forward too. So okay. It's 11, baby. Uh, yeah, so you 
reach over your shoulder to where your like uh kind of one foot long silver handle is and you make a swiping motion and as you do the blade like stretches out and becomes a blade and easily cuts this uh shaft and with a second slice you cut the other side and a section of of shaft of air shaft ventilation duct falls on a table in between you and where miller is uh that nobody is on and this thing is inside of it you do hear like some weird noises like coming from it uh miller uh as they're talking in the other room you can feel this weird feeling of uh almost like when people lose limbs you know how they have sometimes have that phantom feeling the phantom limb you feel this sort of phantom limb feeling, but it's coming from like outside of the building. Um, like your feet, like feel like you're walking through puddles and like something's trying to bite you and like you're squeezing through a small hole and it feels really weird. Uh, a few minutes later, you hear something a little bit far away. You're still feeling loopy. Um, and Monday and, and Clarence come out of this room and you can kind of like lean up and see them. You're still being worked on by this uh, robot, this sort of like all white metal uh, kind of like spider legs, sort of like sewing you and moving things around in your guts getting you all cleaned up. And uh, and then you see Monday whip this his sword out, which you're familiar with, and do a quick like cutting motion. And then a chunk of the, the ventilation lands on the table. Uh, I think from your angle, because you're also on a table, you can see right inside and you immediately recognize uh, it's the grin, the small grin, the very first one you released in the van. Um, Miller is going to, can he, is he coherent enough to be understood? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, Miller says to Monday, he says, no, no, he's a, uh, he's a friend of mine. Let him in, let him in. Monday is going to kind of reluctantly and slowly put his sword away. And the words, I we're going to have a talk after this show up. Definitely. Uh, Patches is like, what the hell, Monday? Why are you cutting up my place, man? I, I'm saving your buddy. I like help you out on the side. I give you like free rides. What the heck? Monday is going to kind of sheepishly put the uh, panel back into place, but it like falls a second later. (laughs) He's like, you owe me. I'm calling this in. You ain't getting away with this one. Monday kind of shrugs and pulls out a cred stick and hands it to him. Uh, He like pushes the cred stick back and he's like, I want one of your black cards. Monday's gonna, if you could see his eyes, they kind of go wide like, oh, Uh, Monday's going to kind of reach back and pull out a case, a black case, and Mm -hmm. he's going to quietly hand him one of them. He puts it in his pocket. He like taps it like I've got you. And then he puts it in his pocket. Uh, And also, as soon as you like pick that thing up, the let's see, the Grinling jumps out of the the ventilation shaft like onto the table. So it's like you pick it up. But as you do, it like lands on the table and it reveals this thing and it's gross. Uh, you did see something like this at the the wolf fight. You I don't think you knew what it was or how it was related to Miller, but it did seem to sort of listen to him. Oh, my God, what the frick is? Oh, that's disgusting. Uh, Clarence puts his uh, hands to his uh temple like he's going to do the Professor X mind blast things like uh... whoa 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 I guess I got an infestation what the hell Miller your 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 boy brought this here somehow I don't understand no. what's happening and he pulls out like no, a no, like no. A, a big hand pistol and he's definitely like holding it on this thing which then opens its like gross tentacle mouths and is like <laughs> yeah Clarence is about to side blast this <laughs> Doc says, oh, wait, 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 wait. This is, uh, this is my buddy. All right. Just, uh, just let him, let him come over here. I, I'm, I'm not joking around. He's, uh, uh, just, Doctor, just how let him. stoned are you? <laughs> I'm not. And Doc, um, 
kind of grunts and manages to sit himself back up. No, that's a and bad looks, idea. That would definitely, that would be so, you're strapped down also. Oh, of but. course. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, he tries to. Yeah. Like, I, I think as you try to like move towards it, it jumps into the air off of that table and it's like lands right on his feet. Uh, what do you guys do? Definitely uh, patches like follows it with the gun. He's like, oh my God. Really want to side blast it. Monday's uh, kind of just sitting their arms crossed, kind of like, see, this is why I cut the panel. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. And like everyone's just kind of like <laughs> really tense and it just keeps crawling towards this open hole in his stomach. And then it dives into that hole. And you'd expect like a lot of pain from Miller but he doesn't have any pain. And also, instead of guts going anywhere or anything being displaced, somehow this thing seems to have, like moved inside of his body without spilling a single drop of blood. I'm. Uh... Oh, God. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Yeah, Monday, as he says, this is going to pop up the same words on his visor on his face. I, I think Tuck just faints. He's like, oh, uh. yeah, no. Clarence just is like easily his most childish, his most young out in the wastelands. Doesn't know. Like he has a regressed heart. He's like, uh, he just has his fingers on his temple. Like he, he's like really indecisive because he knows that there's something kind of going on with the doctor because you know they were getting inside him and doing all sorts of things and mouse but at the same time like that that's not natural that's not right that boy ain't right you hear a voice in your head of clear and he just says I want one didn't that kill you what's wrong with you I don't know. It looks interesting. Uh, no! You are a, a psychic. You do not need mass globules of squid flesh. To what is wrong with you? Sit in the corner. Go sit in the corner. You can you can see like his hollow form, like uh, astro form, like walk back into that room and then sits on the table, like holding his knees, like he's been put in timeout. Okay, so uh, this is definitely the weirdest shit I have ever seen. And I am Patches Rolo. I seen some shit, y'all. Uh, I, 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 I don't even know. And he puts his gun away and he just walks over to the bar and he pours himself like a double sized drink, sets it on the table. And he looks over to you uh, Monday and he lifts the glass and he just chugs the whole thing. Monday's going to kind of hold up his hand like, uh, pour one for me, please. <laughs> he does. Uh, Clarence raises his hand and waves it around while also still making the uh, noise. He, he, he puts out two more cups and then pours you all three, but he doesn't like pour like a normal pour. He just points the glass down or like the bottle and then just runs it across all three. So it gets all over the, the counter of this bar. Cause he's just like totally doesn't give a f, you know, and uh, and then he sets the bottle on the bar, and he like doesn't even hand you guys the drink. He just like turns and then drinks again. Yeah, Monday is in full on apology mode. I am so sorry. I did not expect any of this today. Who the hell would expect a giant squid dog to climb into somebody's guts? I never even heard of such a thing. That is. The craziest, and he pours himself another drink. <laughs> For some reason, I feel Crazy. like I've seen worse, and I refuse to remember that right now. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, I doc, definitely get the feeling I've up. definitely seen worse, and I'm trying not to remember. He takes, he slams one down, too. So Miller kind of uh, lifts his head up, and he asks, Is anyone else hungry? I think with that, the the scene kind of cuts away. Uh, we'll just kind of take a step back. 
time progresses. Miller's finally stitched up off the table. Everyone is grossed out by the fact that he's hungry. Uh, you guys get up. He seems a lot better. The colors restored to his cheeks. Uh, mechanically, his biomass has been replenished. Um, that was the hand that was <laughs> was driving the van that he escaped from. Um, Miller, you're feeling a lot better and everything. Uh, you guys all have drank a lot. And after a while, you talk to uh, to Patches Monday about getting a fake ID for Clarence. And so he agrees. Um, and since you gave him a black card, he figures that's enough to cover this, too. He walks you guys back into a back room and it's it's like a scene from The Matrix where they cobble together technology to uh, to like like just all these like random little technical bits to like make other sort of equip pieces of equipment. And uh, and he has like this kind of picture camera. Um, it's actually kind of similar to the scanner that he used on the dock. But instead, when you like look through it, it looks like you're looking at an ID picture, but then he moves it around to get your face to be in the face of the ID. If that makes sense, it's almost like if you held up a giant ID and put your face in the face hole so you can make a fake ID that way. Um, and so he has Clarence stand in front of it and he pulls it up and the, the three of you are all in there together. And when he takes the picture, uh, it does a facial recognition and it starts scanning through to make sure, you know, there's not already an ID or the best possible match. So it starts scanning through the database of the millions and millions of people that live in the city. And suddenly faces start popping up more and more faces that seem like they look really, really uncannily similar to Clarence. And finally, a face pops up and it's Clarence. And I think it kind of startles all of you. And when you go over and you look at it, it says CL4 batch product serial number R3NC3. A product and property of Cervello Corp. Excuse am I a clone? So that's it for this episode of Dust World Neon City. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to check out our mailing list and our website, therpgempire.com, where you can connect with us, get merch, and even download games. Talk to you soon.